0: Okay everyone, welcome back once again to the Safe at Home podcast. Thanks everyone for tuning in tonight. We are on episode 5. I think I did my math correctly there. We're on 5, right?
1: I think that's right. I think that's All right.
0: right. We've what? made it. Lucky number 5. I don't know if that number is lucky at all, but we're just going to go with it. Long um fair. so thanks for tuning in everyone. Uh I am Megan Tony aka Tones coming to you live with Two beautiful co-hosts tonight. I have with me, of course, the fan favorite, Emily Carr. Thank you so much. Love it. Fan favorite? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a true statement, actually. I what did a title. Agree. Thank you so much. And with us, uh, we are in the presence of royalty tonight, M. Carr. I don't know if you knew that. But with us tonight, a member of the Safe at Home team, Kate Deming.
1: I just, I don't have any words.
0: <laughs> Kate, <laughs> Kate, 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 <laughs> <dem. laughs> introduction? yeah, that, that's right. Kate's with us tonight. Um, Kate, obviously very qualified, member of the St. Ben's team with me, my buddy in crime for quite a few years, uh, coach of softball still, uh, very knowledgeable about the sport. Thanks for being with us tonight, buddy.
2: Ah, oh, thanks for the invite. Great way to start my work day. <laughs> You're welcome. Alright, car. that's all I wrote for the
1: intro. Yeah, you know, I don't really have much to add except for one small detail. I feel as though I should mention the reason that I'm friends with you all is because of Kate Deming.
0: Because oh, that is true.
1: <laughs> Kate and I have been best friends since we were three years old. And so when she went to St. Ben's to play softball, that's how I got to know all of you wonderful people. So without Kate, that is true. none of this
0: would be possible. Aw, oh, Kate. Wow. Props to you, buddy. Thank that, you. that is very true. That is very true. Kate was the connection between MCar and us. And um, it's, been a, it's been beautiful ever since. It's beautiful still been. She's still here. <laughs> it's thing. She hasn't left
2: <laughs> Is it just yet
0: and you guys just to just to up your best friendship a little bit more did you or did you not wear the same number in college? We did but
1: full disclosure Kate wore that number like growing up all through like summer ball like all growing up so okay. when we got to college I just kind of hopped on board because numbers were available, so I was like, yeah, I'll do
2: 12.
0: right. (laughs) And did you or did you not have the same walk-up song at one point?
2: Oh, that's, that's true.
0: We did. did. Was
2: it intentional? I do not think so.
0: Oh, it wasn't planned.
2: No, I I don't think so.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Maybe talk about it a little bit, but then, yeah, I mean, then I think- You're just on that same
2: level. You're on well, that team let Well, hear see that Coach Click blessed us with two songs. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I to say, you guys went to one, and then
1: I changed mine, <laughs> and yeah. But no, yeah, for I think one year, we had the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That was a blessing on <laughs> our Click 09. was It was two walk-up songs. It was and like a dream really come true. Taken away. <laughs> <you go>. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spent a lot of time trying to pick a walk-up song, and I pick terrible ones every year. So, anyways. All right. Here we go. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Safe at Home Softball. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Obviously, you are. That's why you're here tonight. So thanks for tuning in. We got a great show tonight. We are talking about um, transitioning as a softball player from high school uh, to the college level. All three of us went through that sort of transition phase, what it's like to be a high school player and then to bounce into college. Well, for the three of us, the NCAA, but it could be uh, different college levels as well. So we are going to jump right in. As always, we try to make it a little more personal here at the the Safe at Home team. So I thought we would go around, and this first segment is called To Play or Not to Play. (laughs) Do you know what Shakespeare play that is from, actually?
2: Um, I only know you're not to be.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I know that's when I was the Kate. I know whole, I know the whole speech. <laughs> oh, nice. Did, did, did I will not. Ever, I had to memorize it in high school, too. Yeah. Um, Emily Carr, you were correct. Thank you very much. Got it, you <laughs> got work. it. Good job, Emily. You got 500 points. Thank you. <laughs> the points don't matter. OK. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so to play or not to play we're going to go around the table and talk about kind of our decision-making process on deciding to play softball um, beyond high school and into college. Emily, are you ready?
1: Yeah, I am ready. Go for it. Go for it. I actually have a a atypical story and actually a really relevant story for this section. So going to college, I was very much focused on picking a school only for the school and not letting softball like play factor into it. And um, I actually like I got to a point after whatever um, in high school after senior year of high school where it's like i not planning on playing softball in college. Like it actually like wasn't in my plans. Mm. Um, which looking back now is like crazy. Um, <laughs> And, like, everybody who, know who like, got the opportunity to know me throughout college and even in high school, like, probably thinks, like, it was wild that, that I never had that in my plans at one point. Um, so, I, yeah, I picked my school, St. Olaf, because I just love St. Olaf. And, and I wanted to really immerse myself just, like, in the school there and not worry about sports. But um, when it came down to it, I... Had been there for uh, probably about a month, and I just like miss softball so much. And I thought I was gonna be okay without it because um, I it worked out with the age levels and whatnot that I didn't end up playing um, softball the summer after high school ended because I'd played up at one point, so I'd already mm-hmm. done two years of whatever. Um, and so I thought I was gonna be okay because I'd just gone through a summer where I hadn't played softball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a good summer. It was a good opportunity to just kind of detox and everything, but like I said, got to college, ended up missing it, and so I'd actually been recruited by that program, and so I ended up, and I had some friends who were on the team, mm-hmm. I talked to them. I was like, hey, like, I think I messed up, and, like, what do you think, like, the coach would say if I, like, went in and chatted with her about, like, you know, trying out and, like, being on the team? And uh, they were really supportive, and I ended up talking with the coach and everything. And I was very fortunate enough that like we were able to make it work, and Mm -hmm. I landed on the team and did pretty well for myself during my time there. But I'd say, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, it was I was I was fortunate that I worked out to be for me to play my freshman year, even though I like didn't go into the year, um, like. Planning on playing, I would say if that didn't work out, one, I might have just stayed at Saint Olaf, um, and then like tried to make the team the following year, my sophomore year. Sure. Or I might have ended up transferring just because like Mm. the experience just is like so not the same without having softball. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's something. It's a really interesting part of my journey that I feel like not a lot of people really know about me yeah Uh, but also something like I've taken from it and something um a very good family friend of mine recently told me he's like Emily like I've got to be honest with you like I think of all like the decisions that you've made in your life the decision for you to like play softball at St. Olaf was probably the most impactful decision of your life and He's like, I know you weren't planning on playing and like when we heard that, like we were all shocked that you were planning were not planning on playing. And I, shocked, I, I was shocked, yeah. I was my best friend and she was shocked. Yeah. Um, but he also said when I heard that you were planning on playing after like that little bit that you, like when you decided you wanted to play again. Um, he's like, I was also shocked at that that <laughs> like you changed your mind. But he's like, I've also was very proud of you for like being brave enough to admit like you made a wrong choice and like yeah make that change and so um I guess what I would say to people is like I did not have a typical path and like that's okay and like you can admit your mistakes and like majority of the time and like I was fortunate enough where it like worked out yeah that's my kind of a
0: yeah kind of a go with your gut go with your gut story there um especially right Making the, learn. The move you you learn, move. learn along the way. Yeah, there you go. Um, I knew that about you only because I know you well, but uh, yeah. I think you're right in saying a lot of people don't know that about you because you were obviously very successful. So just a really awesome story of following your gut, following your heart, um, and loving the sport of softball. That's,
1: That's right. Cool. It'll always come back to you at the end of the day. <laughs>
0: That's right. All right, Kate Dem, your um, to play or not to play journey all right well mine is the complete opposite
2: (laughs) (laughs) um well i always knew i wanted to play college softball i didn't exactly know which division i wanted to play in Mm -hmm. um i think my first coach click actually sent me a letter my ninth grade year of softball and i think she saw me play at state possibly which is funny because I literally only played at state I never I wasn't even on varsity that year oh yeah nice it's funny but I started going to camps and I don't know like she sent me a letter but I didn't really I mean you're in ninth grade you don't really know what you're doing Mm -hmm. and now they changed that rule so right (laughs) I don't know really know what the rules for that are now though but um I started going to camps and I actually went to a camp in 11th grade, well in 10th grade I went to a Mankato camp and Coach Click was there again. (laughs) (laughs) And then she saw me play at that camp and I was in 10th grade. And then in 11th grade, I actually started looking at Southwest State, which is D2. Mm -hmm. And I even put down a deposit for a room there. Did you? yeah, cause I thought that's where oh. I was. Like I was like, I'm going here. I'm gonna play softball here. Like okay. that's going. And then I went to an overnight, and I hated it. Ooh. <laughs> and then the next weekend, I went to St. Ben's for a
0: camp. Mhm. And then that day, I'm like, this is where I'm going. <laughs> Ooh. Did you do an overnight at St. Ben's then? No, I never did an <laughs> oh, overnight. You just knew.
2: Yeah, All right. yeah I just knew. And I met good old Claire Boatman. Well, that's where I, I was going.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah. Well, I knew Claire before that, but <laughs> oh, wait a minute! I probably was at that camp too. Yeah, because it was oh, yeah. Right, because I was there. All right, we right. were there. Uh, Little ninth grade tones. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Obviously, two very different stories. Um, uh, my story. Um, I feel like I have a I have a very story. So, um, sports was always a huge part of my life. I started to realize that I could play in college because my brother actually played baseball at St. John's. And he had such a wonderful experience going there and I was thinking to myself, you know what, maybe I'm interested in playing sports beyond high school. Um, I have a huge family history at St. Ben's and St. John's. So I looked at other schools, but not very hard. And at one point I was just like, yeah, I know I'm gonna go to St. Ben's. So then for me, it was more, was I more interested in hockey or softball? And Coach Click had contacted me. Actually, Denny Johnson was the one who first contacted me, who was the coach before Rachel Click. Um, and he had come to a couple games and whatnot, but I was really on the fence between hockey and softball until my senior year in the winter. Um, after hockey, we had won state. Like I feel like I was, I had reached the pinnacle of my hockey career. And so that was kind of when I went to St. Ben's camp shortly after that. And I knew that I just was going to choose softball. And so it really wasn't like which school am I going to go to, but more which sport was I going to play. And I feel like that's a very D three yeah. choice. So, yeah, that's my story. Um, my parents were always very supportive and said, you know, they couldn't really imagine my life without <laughs> sports. Though mm-hmm. so I think they felt like it kept me on a really good schedule too, which we'll get into a little bit more when we talk about some of the pros of college softball. But um, that's my story: to play or not to play. Absolutely. Um, but. I, yeah everyone's story is super different even when we ask our own teammates about you know how they came to be at at a certain school everyone has a story and i think that's really cool to to share these amongst each other so that's awesome um so to get us started off um people start thinking about college i think earlier than ever before now um i was not thinking of college when i was really a freshman or sophomore in high school but that That's not to say that that was right or wrong. Um, I just didn't. Some people probably do now um, or even back then. So I pulled up some stats and I wanted to get some responses out of you guys, out of this. So um, the percentage of athletes who go from high school to college to play college softball is 5.6% of athletes. Which is, I don't, it seems like kind of average, not super high, but not sup, not the lowest. Across all, right. all divisions? Yes, across all divisions. Across all divisions. This is um, just
1: NCAA too.
0: Yep, just NCAA. That's right. So this is not just college, soft, college softball, just NCAA. Yep. And within the NCAA for softball, only 1.8% of those athletes play at the Division One level. And I, I guess when you look at that number, it seems really small, but I also have like this image in my head of like how much Division One softball has grown, like how many opportunities there are to play D1. Mm-hmm. Um, so Carl I'll start with you. Your kind of um, thoughts on some of those statistics. By the way, D2 is 1.7% and D3 goes up 2.2% because there's so many opportunities to play d3 softball but i want to get um your thoughts on those yeah
1: i think it's um like you mentioned it's a testament to availability and kind of the membership of the ncaa i think division three is the largest um it has the largest membership of all three divisions so that really shows um d1 i believe has the second largest um representation among divisions so that's also not surprising um but yeah i think it's it makes sense i think when it comes down to it um it just comes down to finding your fit and like a lot of times people will say like division one is for like the best athletes and like the top of the the top flight softball players and like if you're a top flight athlete like you only play division one and if you're like not there then you play like division two or division three Mm -hmm. and like I'm not I'm I'm not like ignorant like there are so many people who play division one softball that like I could never do what they do (laughs) like absolutely they're way better softball players than I ever was um or ever like could possibly have been Mm -hmm. um but i do know like there's a very like there's a significant amount of players that like we all faced or maybe we're on teams with in division three who also could have played division one softball 100 percent. i think that's a that's a really big misconception um i was reading um just for my work i'm familiar with um, a lot of um, like mission statements and like that sort of thing when it comes to athletics, like based sure. on conferences. And um, I was looking at this one the other day, and it said like something along the lines of like it's important that like our student athletes know just because like you have the label of like Division Three, like that is not lesser than yeah. like any other division. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like for a lot of people it's a choice they were made. Like yes, some people like very much could not have played like at a higher level, you know? Mm -hmm. Like some people like skill-wise are like only going to be able to to fly in D3, you know? And that's totally fine and that's great and the important thing is you get the opportunity, but Mm -hmm. I think what a lot of people lose is how well do you fit? And I think so many kids these days like get pushed to play D1 when that might not be a great fit for them. Like, that type of school might not be a great fit for them. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of my two cents on
0: that. Right. I would agree with you. And especially the, the piece about Division three and the breakup of divisions, there's no doubt some of the D1 College World, yeah. world Series players. All the I mean, in the world
1: for all D1 up. and D2. Right. Like, any, college soccer, any college athlete, like, I yes. have so much respect for because – no matter what division you're at, it just takes so much effort and like dedication, you know. Right. So that is not me by any means slamming division one or division two. I want to make that abundantly clear.
0: No, that I so much I hear you. Left. Yeah, I hear you. And but yeah, I, I would just say for the people looking at that number, like, oh well, you only have a 1.8 percent chance of playing division one softball, um, which can, for some people can be a little disheartening. But also like division two and division three softball is serious stuff. I mean, we played Division Three softball, and like I would advocate for some of the most intense games that Kate and I t- can attest to in regionals. Like when we played St. Thomas, when we played St. Olive. I mean, those are high level games. So, right. like Division One softball is Division One softball. That's yeah. that's not um, a secret. Yeah. But
2: there's right. a Division One softball. There's like different levels of Division One. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Kate, I want to get your insights on this. So go ahead. What, well, what are your was, thoughts? I've kind of said a lot, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. um, I guess when I hear those numbers, it's like super interesting to me because there's so many people that play high school softball. Right. Like, so many right. people that play like club softball is freaking insane right now. Mm-hmm. And like, the club program that Emily and I played for, like, we have like 12 teams right now, which when we started, there was two. Yeah. Just growing so immensely, but I Mm -hmm. think it's just so interesting that not that many people go and play softball in college.
0: Right. I think you bring up an incredible point there, because as Emily and I talked about in our youth sports episode a few episodes back now, um, (laughs) one of, (laughs) right, like one of the, um, designs behind club softball is exposure so you can move on to the next level to play college softball but we're talking about 5.6 percent of those athletes go into the NCAA at any division well that's a small number compared to the number of kids playing club softball so um I think you bring up a really a really great point there um And like Emily said, that is just the NCAA statistics. Uh, We did not include the NAIA, um, JUCO colleges, anything like that. So, um, yeah, we're just going to keep moving right along here. So the other statistic kind of chart that I um, put up there had to deal with high school versus club teams. And the NCAA actually did a survey and surveyed athletes from all sports on... um, what your background was. Did you play high school sport? Did you do a club sport? Did you do both? And the stat that stood out to me as far as softball goes is 94%, which out of all men and women NCAA sports is the highest percentage. 94% of our athletes compete in both high school and club softball. Um, So that's the stat that stood out to me. And it beats it by... It beats volleyball by a few percentages and then it goes like kind of down from there. So, club softball obviously- That's insane. (laughs) Club softball obviously growing a lot. Um, But the other part of that is only 2% were playing just club ball. So, I guess, um, kids are still playing for their high school, but 94% of them also don't only play for their high school they also play for a club team
2: that's insane
0: that is
1: right, yeah. well and keep that in mind like that's also um like people who are now playing in at the ncaa level correct yes so i mean who knows how many kids are out there who either like are just playing club or who are just playing high school who like don't even choose to go on to play softball in college yeah, yeah.
0: You know what would be an interesting stat is percentage of club softball players who go on to play college. That I
1: would be that, so interesting. Yeah. If there was only a way to get a handle. <laughs> Emily, got to get that yeah. the over there. Right, right. <laughs>
0: if, we, if we get enough followers at Safe at Home, we can do our own poll. maybe. Huh, yeah. And see how many uh, jump out at us. Right. Um, but anyways, that's just um, – a few statistics for everyone who are um, thinking about, like, kind of what are the percentages of people playing in college, especially the sport of softball. Obviously the um, the level of softball, the competition of softball, I think has grown a lot, even in my time playing Division three softball over the course of four years. Just um, team-wise, recruiting-wise, facility-wise, yeah. grew just in those four years. Um, I mean, Kate and I had the awesome blessing to play at a ten million dollar dollar complex. And we I mean, started on a
2: dirt field.
0: We, we did <laughs> it was we worse did. than my high school. We did. We literally we started on a dirt field next to a cornfield in good old Saint Joe, Minnesota. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like we blinked and we were playing in this huge stadium turf field, um, and it was just so awesome. So, and Emily, maybe you can speak a little bit to that too. Um, how? quickly facilities and and things are growing because colleges are start are starting to put it up there and now you're seeing like some high schools like wait a minute maybe we should get some facilities like that too is that true would you say yeah I think it's
1: definitely a race when it comes to facilities I can't speak as much for high school Um, I think for private institutions it's sure that's definitely a big factor so I know like Tony you can speak to that like Yeah, we. Private high school, like there is a lot more um, opportunity for funding with that mm -hmm. sort of thing at the high school level, whereas um, public schools obviously are funded through the government. Mm -hmm. um, And so that's a little tougher to kind of push for facilities unless you get a strong partner who is really invested in that. Um, But speaking at the college level, and particularly, just from what I'm familiar with at the Division three level, I think it's obvious at the Division one level. It's, people are always trying to get the best facilities. You know mm-hmm. that's that's obvious. Um, but at the Division three level, something I'll touch on: um, student athletes make up typically anywhere from twenty five percent to thirty three percent, so a quarter to a third of the student body at wow. Division three institutions, um, typically. So. Um, student athletes are not just like student athletes at that school like they are like they drive enrollment at these colleges which is important for these schools to to stay open yeah so um by you know having better facilities, that's gonna, those are recruiting tools, you know, that's gonna help schools get more money and stay open. So um, I think a lot of schools now are looking at facilities as more of an investment, um, Mm -hmm. a long-term investment to help drive enrollment, which ultimately at the end of the day, like I said, that's how schools keep their doors open.
0: Yeah, yeah, incredible stuff uh, with the facilities moving. Um, Odds are, if you do go on to play in college, uh, you'll probably be playing in in a pretty nice place Um, because that's what we got to see and we just see those facilities getting better and better um, especially NCAA institutions. Um, So transitioning now back into um, your move from a high school player to college um, I thought we would just kind of go over the do's and don'ts of um, becoming a college player Um, and the one thing that I did put in there was from you, Emily, actually about like finding your identity and how important it is to kind of keep that identity with you as you go into high school. So, um, I put some things in there about keys to, um, a strong transition from high school athlete to college athlete. So, um, Kate, I'll start with you. Do you have one or two or maybe something from the article or one or two points, um, That you think are most important in your transition from a high school player to a college player?
2: Yeah I think people talk about this a lot but when you're in high school most people that go on to play college softball are the best player on their team Mm. or all state all four years or all conference MVP. I mean we could probably all speak to that but I think when you go to college, it's important to just, I mean, this is in the article, too, but important to remember that there are people at this school that have been on the team for three-plus years already, and they're not going to take any crap from you. (laughs) So you've got to come in and kind of
0: keep it cool and not act like you're the top dog already. (laughs) No, I think that's a good one. having a little uh, a little bit of humble in you i think is important because like you said um you can walk in as a first year and you have you're standing next to all americans most likely on your team somewhere so staying humble even though you might have won all the awards in high school i I think that's a good point uh Carr, your do's and don'ts of becoming a college athlete
1: yeah i would say um stick to your compass and like be who you are is a big thing I think it's easy to like when you go to a new place you're like try to like a lot of times for people like college is the first time people are off on their own and it's really a chance to like explore your identity and like who you really are outside of like your family and like your parents for the first time Mm -hmm. um, which is really really cool and exciting time but um (sighs) I think like it's easy to get lost Austin not like lose yourself but kind of have a hard time with like what like there's oftentimes like freshmen in college will kind of have a, a point in time where you're like who am I like I'm trying to just like figure it out you know but I think something that really like keeps your compass pointing north at the end of the day is just knowing like who you are and like what you value and like mm-hmm. what's important to you and I think something that's important um, whether you're transitioning just to be a college like a student on a college campus or if you're a new teammate on your college team like an important thing is to like don't compromise like what you believe in
0: Mm -hmm. and
1: you know you're really going to flourish when you embrace who you are and not try to change who you are for other people to like fit in because the best way to fit in is to be yourself
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I, I would agree with you um I would say um it can be really overwhelming at first um when you move to college because i feel like high school is really full of like routine like you get up you go to school you maybe go to practice and like for me when i went to college like that routine was very different obviously because you take classes at weird times and your sleeping schedule is (laughs) whatever (laughs) um (laughs) So I think like one of the important things to, to think about when you're becoming a college athlete is remembering um, the why of why you wanted to play softball. So for me, like why I wanted to play softball was not only like I love the sport, but I knew that I was going to find some really good people there, or I was at least hoping I would because that's where I had found my people my whole life in, in the sports that I was in. And I think at, at a, a college like I played in, at the team that I played for, we really valued like team chemistry and camaraderie. And that's where I found my people. And when I had those people, then like growing into a college student athlete is just so much easier. So I would say like find your people if that's how you found them like in high school. And I think that's true for... A lot of kids, especially when we coach, we see, like, the, the kids on the team who are best buddies, like Kate Dem and Car. and we see, like, we see them forming those relationships. So I think it's important to, like, keep your values where they need to be kept, like you said, Car, and find your people. That's mm-hmm. what I would yeah. say.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: How about, uh, how about the hard part of that question, the don'ts of um, – the don'ts of transitioning into a college athlete. Kate Kate kind of already said one. Like, don't come in and be everyone's yeah. got the awards. Don't right. come in and be, <laughs> I guess Connie. I didn't say that. You did. <laughs> M Cardi have another one? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: this is kind of on an opposite note of what we've been driving here, but um, if something is not the right fit for you, like if you go in somewhere and like you really are not enjoying yourself don't try to force it you know like <laughs> you are not like that
0: was actually mine
1: yeah, yeah like I mean I'll let, I'll let you speak on it
0: well I'm a hundred percent with you um I think and I feel I feel like college is a place where I saw that more than ever ever before not necessarily it's sports but even like people that were in my major like just seemed to really hate it and so I'm like <laughs> I, why are you here because yeah. um, I don't know what kind of end goals you have in mind but um, when you when you grow into a college being when you're a college student um this is sometimes a little dangerous to say but you are free to do you and like to to be who you want to be and unfortunately people get into a situation that are not a good fit for them and we had teammates who were on our team and it was just not a good fit and it's okay. And we know that they need to make a decision that is best for them. Um, and I think one of the cool things about being a coach now is just like, and, and as an educator as well, like you have to support decisions that people make if they know that it's good for them.
1: Right. Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm I'm with you, Emcar. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think
0: that's a good point. Yeah, so we are coming to an end here at the Safe at Home podcast. Um, crazy because we've been going a little long on some of our yeah. podcasts, so we tried to shorten this one up. And, we did, and I think I think we did all right at it. We did good, I think. You know,
1: for for what we had to work with. I, this is another topic where we could have sat and talked for three hours on it. But yes, I think yeah. so.
0: And when I was doing the outline, I was thinking even talking about um, committing to playing in college and college recruiting and stuff. That could be an an, an entire show. So uh, we'll keep that in mind for the future. Um, Okay, Kate, so I know you've been listening to the show, but this is the part in the show where we shout out something awesome for the week. Um, So, Kate, I base this space off of at the end of our games at St. Ben's, you know, when we would go around the circle and say good things. Oh,
2: yeah.
0: Or, you know, like the bad things.
2: Well, you had, you put a positive twist on it. <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay, so let's uh, get into our ending shout-outs. Kate, do you have a shout-out today? Shout to anyone. <laughs> to anyone, it could be anyone, anything, um, anything. M. Um, Car can go first if you want to. Okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, go for it.
2: Okay, I'm gonna give a shout-out to Claire Boatman. Ooh. For all her great teaching that she's been doing remotely.
0: Ah. No, it's
2: been a struggle
0: <laughs> yeah her her distance learning and her distance coaching too that's and, gonna uh, that's and gotta that. be really tough great <laughs> shout out kate thank you i'm car
1: yeah um tones i'll i'll give you a shout out with that too because i know you've been teaching too
0: oh with, thanks buddy thanks your,
1: your your own kids and they're not <laughs> high schoolers but you know <laughs> you're doing it um i will also say uh, looping back to the beginning of this podcast, um, I was talking about my story and whatnot and how I was fortunate enough to have a chance to play softball when I had originally decided against it. Um, so I will give a shout out to um, the the coach at the time who, um, yeah, she's no longer, she retired. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful for her for giving me a chance and, and letting me... opening uh, the door for me to have the experience I'm most grateful for in my
0: college career. That's great. Yeah, That's awesome. I like that a lot. Um, Okay, my shout out is to my parents. So so my parents, um, I have a very close relationship with them. They are two of the funniest people I've ever met. Well, that was weird to say. Like the funniest people I've ever met, like I don't know. I uh, they we're pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I felt weird about that. Okay, but they are—they <laughs> are very funny. They're very loving, and I'm shouting them out because um, when I was like choosing my college path, I was very like avoiding it. You know, like they would kind of nudge me, like, "Hey, what are you thinking?" And I really didn't do a lot of thinking at all. <laughs> like oh, I was like,
1: "Surprising." I mean.
0: Like, all of my siblings went to St. Ben's and St. John's, I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna go there, and even when I was thinking about my major, which is why I had to change it 30 times, because I was just like, I don't, I wasn't thinking anything, but (laughs) my parents were so supportive all the time, so loving, Um, and they, even though it didn't really seem like it at the time, looking back on it now, they really did guide a lot of my choices and um, stuff like that, so (laughs) I... for for putting up with me. I'm going to shout them out and loving me. (laughs)
1: That's a good way to wrap it up, Tony. Well said. That's right.
0: Um, Okay. Everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week to the safe at home podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at safe at home softball. We are up on our YouTube channel as well. Getting a few views there. Um, Don't be afraid to check out some of our past episodes. We are now on episode five. So we have a lot to, um, a lot to unpack yet but we have a lot up up there already so uh, treat your Memorial Day weekend as you are going up to your cabins going out of town if you are um check out our podcast if you got a four-hour ride up to the North Shore uh, safe at home that's right so all right Emily and Kate uh, I love you buddies love you too Tony
1: you're the best
0: oh, <laughs> I love your soul. <laughs> buddies. Kate is like my third buddy. I Emily, mean, I know we said <laughs> last week that Claire and you are like my buddies. Kate is also my buddy. We're the buddies. But yeah, like. Tom's, I would say buddy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's like you three. It's literally you three. Like, Fun I don't fact really,
1: Kate had a cat growing up, main buddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's funny. I'm allergic I'll to cats. I'll leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, your, cats, your cats didn't make an appearance on the show. I'm a little disappointed. I don't know where they are. <laughs> Should we next, be time, next time. Next time. <laughs> next time. Next <laughs> time. All right, everybody. Thanks for checking us out. Um, always remember to run fast, keep a smile on your face, and you will be safe at home.